Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Cricket Badger IPL Daily Podcast 2021, the Indian Premier League 14th edition. It's great to have you with us. From the first match all the way to the final. Chennai Super Kings, Delhi Capitals, Kolkata Knight Riders, Mumbai Indians, Punjab Kings, Rajasthan Royals, Royal Challengers, Bangalore, Sunrisers, Hyderabad. May the best team win. Brought to you in association with Who Knows Wins, put your money where your mates are, and play along with the Cricket Badger. Who Knows Wins Download our app right now from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store and play against your friends with bragging rights and real money on the line. Who Knows Wins Put your money where your mates are. Who knows wins in a league of their own? Hello, everybody. Welcome along. IPL 2021 Daily Podcast. I'm James Butler, the Cricket Badger. Where on earth do we start today? It's been a super Sunday of cricket. We've seen RCB falling to their first defeat in the competition. We've seen a super over as well. We've seen Ravi Dejaja hit a 37 run over. And we've seen David Warner officially one short. Let's get into the chat today because there's plenty to talk about. I'm joined by Claire Sanderson and Anand Beaker and Claire. That was some game, wasn't it, that second game? Let's start with the Sunrisers Hyderabad defeat to Delhi Capitals. Um, super over, had a, had a bit of everything, didn't it? It certainly did have a bit of everything. I mean, the super over had a bit of everything, I guess, with the uh, the one shot rearing its head again. And is, was that the difference between the two sides in the end? Thrilling game. Yeah, exciting stuff. Delhi Capitals making 159 for four in their innings and 159 for seven for Sunrisers. Johnny Bairstow getting them off to a good start. But Kane Williamson, 66. Anand was a terrific innings. He walked off at the end of that innings, absolutely drenched in sweat. But then had to go out there again and do it, didn't he? And uh, it, it just felt like the wrong decision to put David Warner in in that super over with Johnny Bairstow there. 
you only needed a couple of boundaries and it would have made all, all kinds of difference that super over. Yeah, I think, you know, some of the decision making suddenly has to be questioned. It's not that Warner is not a great batsman. He is, but he isn't really lighting the IPL on fire right now. Certainly, you can look at some of the pitches being interesting. Warner hasn't really struck at the way he typically does. But on the other hand, you look at Johnny freaking Bairstow, right? Is that his middle name? <laughs> <laughs> he might as well make it that his middle name the way he plays white ball cricket I think it's almost indisputable that he's probably in the top 5 top 10 batters right now in white ball cricket period so the way he plays it how aggressively uh, how aggressively he, he takes the game on I think is just uh, amazing and he should have been out there in that super over now you could say Warner you know if you look at his record he's been one of the best batters ever at the IPL but the way Bearster was going right now the what Bearstow's done over the last couple of years in white ball cricket it should have been Bearstow and also today's match you saw what Bearstow did mm. I mean he was playing the pitch looked different when he was playing wasn't it yeah I mean the, the one criticism of Johnny and it's a very minor one because he he is a, as Anand just said a very powerful hitter in white ball cricket there's been a number of occasions in this se- this season where he's got in and looked really dominant and got out just when you thought right if another sort of five overs of Johnny Bearstow here and this match is won <laughs> yes but then what's his role in this team Right. So if you look at Warner being sort of the, the guy who who plays through the innings, Kane also has that but same he's, responsibility. He's not doing that, though, is he, at the moment, David Warner? Warner certainly isn't. But to me, Bershov then becomes that guy who's the enforcer at the top, isn't he? It, it, this On this pitch, you want somebody who kind of takes the game on early because you've seen everybody. I mean, Punt today was struggling. I mean, Steve Spence is not much of a striker, but you saw how much Steve was. I mean, I think three of his boundaries were off the edge, right? So everybody's struggling. Bairstow wasn't. So I think Bairstow's role in this team is to be that enforcer. So I'm actually okay with him going all, you know, and trying to attack every ball out there. Uh, considering you have just two other people who would be playing a different sort of role. However, you know, as it turned out, maybe Bairstow taking a step back might have been helpful. Nakul Pandey has joined us as well. Nakul, and we're talking about the Sunrise's innings and you look at uh, Bairstow 38, you look at Kane Williamson 66 not out, and then there's a succession. Four nine, five, duck, eight and 14 not out from Sukic at the end there. But nobody really hung around with Williamson, did they, and helped him across the line? There was quite a lot of hanging around, but not doing an awful lot with it, to be honest. Uh, it was quite painful to watch Virat Singh uh, batting a batter with some domestic promise. And it's it's kind of been the story of Sunrise's had about the last few seasons, the, the over-reliance on the overseas batting. Haven't got much really from Virat Singh, Kedar Jada, Abhishek Sharma, in other games, Abdul Samad and Manish Pandey, and, and Vijay Shankar uh, as well. It meant that Johnny Besto was at the top and so cheap at the end I think that's a, that's an admirable Sunrise's debut were the only ones to inject any urgency into the innings trying to bat around Kane Williamson um, so I don't know if it's a case of I'm not sure if it's a case of hanging around and supporting it's just uh, they there are a lot of Indian domestic players in this Sunrisers team who are short on on top level experience and are really struggling to make the step up it's another example Claire a, a wicket where it's not all pace it's you know some of these wickets we see in T20 you roll out a bowling machine there and it's just basically fours and sixes galore I have been really enjoying these games in Chennai um, we saw it in the Super Over it wasn't a massively scoring Super Over but it was a very close one we've seen a number of close games there and that's, some people say that these are boring these are poor pitches but I quite like these 150 plays 150 Super Overs 8 plays 8 kind of stuff it's uh, it's close and it's exciting it is and it's it's nice to see the bowlers playing such a significant role in the game it's not just like say about you know big hitting it is about a lot of skill from all the bowlers contributing and keeping those uh, 
the run chase exciting right to the end. Well, we've seen yes. that win from Delhi Capitals, then the first Super Over of IPL 2021. I'm sure it won't be the last, the way this tournament's going. It's very close at the top now with Delhi Capitals going joint level and points with CSK and RCB. They're on eight points at the top of the table. Mumbai Indians are on four alongside Punjab Kings and Rajasthan Royals and Sunrisers Hyderabad and KKR are on two points on the, in seventh and eighth place respectively. BlackRathCricket.co.uk You've probably spent lockdown dreaming about scoring runs and taking wickets. Well, let Black Rat Cricket kick you out and take you towards success. BlackRathCricket.co.uk They've got a swanky new website and if you quote Badger when you check out, you can get yourself 15% off. BlackRathCricket.co.uk Join the infestation. It's a very tight at the top, and that was partly down to the fact that we saw a really um, thrilling performance by CSK earlier on today. In the first game of the day, they really went at Jonathan Super Kings, making 191 for four in their 20 overs. And the Royal Challengers Bangalore making a little bit of a holics of it, 122 for nine. They were in reply and lost by 69 runs. But the, the headline acts, the moment of the day really was part of uh, Ravindra Dejaj's 62 not out from 28 balls. He took 37 off and over from Harsha Patel, Knuckle, and that was some, it was rather entertaining, wasn't it? Ravindra Jadeja, the one-man entertainment machine, that's got to be one of the all-time great. T20 performances all around. There was a game a few years ago where Rashid Khan in an eliminator took three wickets, scored 30 or about 13 balls and took a couple of catches. That's right up there with it from, from Jadeja. Because up until that point, CSK had let a, a good start slip. You know, they'd, they'd lost wickets at the, at the wrong moment. We had uh, Siraj bowling really well. We had Jameson bowling really well at uh, uh, the death. You had the loss of Umbati Raidu. Dhoni never got going. I mean, Jadeja was 26 off 21 at the start of that over, let, lest we forget. But then Harsha Patel has been the best bowler in this tournament, best death bowler in this tournament. I mean, I didn't start too badly, but Jadeja just brutalized him into, into submission. And there was a real frisson after that second six. You sort of knew where it was going. He called, the, he called Chris Gale's record of hitting 37 off the bat in, in one over. Still, no one's ever hit six sixes in an over. We had another five there. And, and Jadeja was, was just brutal and then was absolutely brilliant with the ball. Really, on a on a pitch that this uh, the Wanka Day wicket has not been as spin friendly as the Chennai wicket, but you know you were talking, you guys were talking about the uh, the role of the bowlers. I mean, if uh, in some cases the role of a bowler doing well on a good batting track is almost even more important, and it it makes that performance from Jadeja even more impressive. He was getting the ball to rip at such pace. I mean, the ball he got Davilias with very similar to a ball he got Butler with earlier in the tournament. He was stunning um, uh, today, and the and the direct hit run out. Although, why anyone wants to try and run quick singles to Ravindra? Jadeja is anyone's guess. Sometimes the person that gets uh, appointed to be the um, adjudicator for the Man of the Match award has a tough task. Today, that is the easiest job ever, Claire, to award that to Ravinder Jadeja. That over, and the 20th over against Harsha Patel, it went 6-6-7 six, because six, it was a no ball, waist high, no ball. He then stuck the next one for six as well. And then two six four to take thirty seven off that over, and then as Knuckles says, he bowled beautifully, and as we all say, fielded fantastically. He is a, a genuine all rounder. Yeah, this is one that I've had to rely on the um, well, the, the the WhatsApp group updates and also this the app because um, 
yeah, unfortunately, I haven't seen it yet, but the highlights are on record. So I'll be ready to watch that. But yeah, I mean, 37 off an over is just blinding. And then three wickets for 13 runs. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And he was so, getting, yeah. getting it to turn. He was, yeah, bowled, bowled really beautifully. And I mean, there's a lot of discussion, a lot of it's subjective. But and when you actually say who is the best all rounder in white ball cricket at the moment, Jadeja's right up there in the conversation, isn't he? I mean, he certainly has to be, isn't he? And I think the difference has been he's always been a pretty decent bowler. What's changed right now in white ball cricket has been that his batting has kind of elevated the level. Over the last two years, he's just managed to get a, a lot more hits and he's been able to, you know, increase that six hitting ability. So I know that, you know, I, I, and I think that's what's changed his perception as an all-rounder. He's just a much better rounded batsman now. So I know that he hasn't been knighted yet, but it's only a matter of time, isn't it? Might as well call him <laughs> Sir Ravinder Jadeja. <laughs> Coming to that final over, Knuckle, I, I thought that CSK were going to be around about par, maybe even subpar. It wasn't the easiest one, KD pitch, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a bad pitch to bat on but that last over onslaught adding 37 from nowhere it just seemed to um, break the spirit of RCB they suddenly were chasing something a lot more than they were expecting I don't know if I'd go quite that far but it certainly changed the complexion of the of the game I, I, would, I agree in terms of um, resetting the paradigm and the and the parameters for the game I was thinking you know they were 100 and or they, they, at the end of the last over they were 154 for 2 and you thought you know a good over here they get to 170 which um, you know is about par maybe hard to really say they've got a decent bowling attack but RCB are in great form with the bat and then suddenly uh, Jadeja takes Harshal Patel on um, you know having by the way been dropped on naught a very simple catch that of all people the incredibly experienced Dan Christian put down the role of fielding sometimes is slightly overplayed and I think catches win matches is one of those slightly tired old cliches but you certainly can't be dropping catches that simple well that Uh, that, that was a case of catches lose matches or drop catches lose matches wasn't it because Jadeja made him pay yeah and he's a a phenomenal cricketer who has a real sense of the moment Um, Anand's right in terms of his increasing his batting um, output in white ball cricket I mean he's been brilliant with the bat in test cricket for a number of years actually um, in that number 7 and 8 role but he uh, he has on occasion been uh, been found out in in chases uh, with the with the bat but the the cleanness of his hitting uh, today was 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 remarkable um and and showed what what a talent he is I don't, RCB, I think, were, were well in the game until Jade just started bowling, basically. Whenever he was uh, part of the uh, process, then CSK were, uh, were doing rather well today, weren't they, with uh, Ravinder Jadeja really starring in one of the performances of the IPL so far. Um, if we see a better one, it's going to be worth watching, I think, if anybody can get past Ravinder Jadeja's performances today. Who knows wins? Put your money where your mates are. Download the app now from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Thank you very much to Who Knows Wins for the support of these Cricket Badger podcasts. If you already had a look, download the app on whatever platform you download your apps on. Who Knows Wins? It's basically predictions. You put your predictions in for the coming days. Uh, you enter our leagues. There's other there's football. There's other sports on there as well. And depending on whether your predictions are good or bad, you get points for the successful ones. And by the end of the week, you could be a winner and to pick up the prize pot as well. From next Monday as well, the current week ends on Sunday. From Monday, we're going to go daily with them. So basically... You enter for the day. If your predictions on that game are better than everybody else's, you can win a share of the prize pot and you can then enter the next day and the next day. So we're going to go daily from Monday. So keep an eye out. And if you haven't already, download the app. Who Knows Wins? Who Knows Wins? Put your money where your mates are. 
There's over 25,000 players and over £1 million already won. The biggest community pot was £31,000 and there's over 12,000 leagues created. Download our free app and play against your friends and family with bragging rights and real money on the line. Who knows wins in a different league? couple of things to uh, talk about before we get on to tomorrow's game. We've seen a lot of this IPL now. We're probably around about um, a third of the way through it. Um, if I was to ask you very quickly to say who you think is going to win this IPL after what you've seen so far and whether you're, maybe your your decision has changed from where you thought at the start of the tournament. Start with you, Anand. I mean, your team, Mumbai Indians, are in, in fourth at the moment. Haven't been fantastic just yet. Do you see a different side winning at this time? I mean, there's always a possibility, right? Isn't that why we play the game? Mumbai Indians don't have to play in Chennai anymore. I mean, Hardik Pandya, Ishan Kishan, Polard are probably just around high-fiving each other. I mean, they're having a great time right now because they don't have to play in Chennai anymore. So I'm curious how that goes. But so far, to me, the best team, without a doubt, has been the Royal Challengers. I know that today didn't work out, but they really look good. Yeah, absolutely. Claire, what about you? Well, I think you, you you know that I'm a really fiercely loyal person. But I think uh, sticking with Punjab Kings might be a bit of an outside bet, but um, slightly. But um, I thought, think Chennai have looked really, really good. And But then as Anand, I can never make a decision. As Anand says, RCB looked really good till today. Um, and I think what I love about it is it is so open. It's difficult to call. So there's me sitting on the fence yet again. Yeah, I mean, CSK are the team that have uh, maybe played a bit better than I was expecting them to play. I thought they'd be a slightly better yes. outfit than last season, but they were so poor last year. They've they've now top of the table. Yeah, and that's I think that's what's been the real wow factor is that turnaround from, you know, the sort of down and outs last year kind of thing, sitting at the top of the table and putting them in performance like they did today. Knuckle, CSK, um, Delhi Capitals, RCB and Mumbai Indians, the top four in the table after each team has played five games now. It's a, it's a stretch to actually think that the sort of playoff places might not be those four. Would you be thinking the same way? I do think there's a lot more to come from KKR. I think that they have really underperformed in the last couple of games. I think they they do have more upside than they have shown. But they, those four teams that, they, that are sitting top of the table have been the most impressive so far. I mean, Punjab are just weird. Fun, but weird. Uh, Rajasthan. Are you, uh, you going to take that, Claire? Are you going to take that? Well, fortunately, I was on mute then because there's an ice cream van outside making a lot of noise. But um, I think I'll have to take it. But... Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not taking it lightly. Lol. It's a bad thing. Um, uh, you know, if you can't be consistent, be fun but weird. I think that's definitely the way to go. <laughs> the Sunrisers, um, I think today will be an absolute gutting one. And Rajasthan are just losing players all the time. Uh, Andrew Ty pulling out today. I still think that the Mumbai Indians are the best team in this tournament. I think the fact that um, Anand is right, they're leaving Chennai, but they are playing at Delhi next, which is slow. Uh, admittedly, it won't have had quite as much um, or nearly anywhere near as much wear and tear uh, on it as uh, as the Chennai pitch is. So it might not be quite as bad, but they are playing on slower pitches. But they end the tournament on much faster pitches. And I think there is just about enough class in this in this Mumbai team and, and fewer holes than some, some other teams. Um, but I think if it's not Mumbai, Delhi Capitals, with the players they've got to come back, with the fact that Anrich Norkia's got to come back and the fact that they 
um, are still basically carrying Stephen Smith. I think Mumbai would be my would be my top choice, um, and I'd probably go for another Mumbai Delhi final. Yeah, it's going to be uh, really exciting I think, to see how the the next nine games in the uh, group phase play out, and obviously the playoffs to follow. That will be with you every single day on the IPL 2021 Daily Podcast. As Anand said, you can make a case for probably maybe not all eight, but certainly maybe five or six of the eight to win it, and that's what makes this very exciting. As Knuckle just mentioned, Andrew Tai has left the uh, tournament. Rajasthan Royals hemorrhaging another player. He's gone home um, because of COVID-19 anxiety. Obviously, the the spike in cases in India at the moment. And we wish you all well over there. And hope you stay safe and healthy over the next few weeks. But Andrew Tai deciding that uh, a journey back to Australia at this time is the right thing for him. Um, No problem with that at all. But in the um, article on ESPN Crick Info today, um, it does say that a a couple of other Australians uh, have already approached their franchises to say, we quite fancy being on the next plane home too. Where are we with this, um, Anand, at the moment? Obviously, the cases in India are worrying. The footage is upsetting. It's not a good place to be. But they're in a bio bubble. This tournament, I've seen a lot of people say on Twitter, this tournament's very important to the people of India at the moment. It's giving them something to keep them sane, effectively, during a very difficult period. How concerned are you in terms of the future of this tournament and of other players maybe opting out I'm certainly a little concerned and not the least just for the IPL, but really for the whole country of India. We all have, you know, friends, family, you know, we know people who are in India. I personally have, you know, a lot of family in India. You certainly feel for all of them. This tournament acts as a distraction, gives you something good to look at. I mean, we can just look at today. We've had four, well, actually eight hours of entertainment, whichever way you want to go. And it's been great entertainment and at least something that takes off from the fact about everything that's going on in the country. Secondly, you have a lot of people stuck at home. So this again might be providing, uh, a, you know, a lot of, at least some sort of enjoyment to take away from what's actually out there. But I think there has to be a little bit of concern about the tournament in a, on a whole because it's not just about the foreign players as well. I think it's about the Indian players. We heard that uh, MS Dhoni's parents have been taken to the hospital, as Rito pointed out in our WhatsApp chat. You know, they actually have family, friends and family living within the country. And if, you know, if... if if somebody does, if it comes to their doorstep, I think Ashwin mentioned it as well in one of his tweets that I think some of his family have uh, are sort of battling COVID. So when you see stuff like this, you know, you certainly think about those players as well. So hopefully things can sort of calm down with COVID. There are lockdowns implemented right now. Uh, people are getting vaccinated. So hopefully uh, with all those efforts, you know, maybe, maybe some of those cases come down and the tournament goes ahead. But certainly there would be a few concerns. I actually think the foreign players are in a slightly better place because the anxiety is tried to going back home, but they are in a bubble. So as long as the bubble's intact and doesn't get breached, they'll be okay. I think their concern is how do we get back there? Yeah. Whereas some of the Indian players are probably thinking, well, what about my friends and family who are right now in the country? So uh, lots of concerns. So, you know, certainly fingers crossed uh, that all these efforts will hold sway and that the numbers start coming down soon. I know, Claire, when we were obviously doing the IPL last year, um, I think, I can't remember if we were in lockdown or out of lockdown at that stage in, in the UK. We've been in so many. But, you know, when football came back, when cricket came back in the summer and the test matches were played, it gave me a, a reason to live, a reason to stay sane, a reason to get up in the morning. It gave the day a bit of a focus because you know things were happening on the sporting front. The IPL, from what I've seen on Twitter, is giving that to India at the moment. Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, I, I, I had COVID during the IPL and that's it It kept me going. And and like you say, it's that, that enjoyment, distraction and, you know, sort of 
a bit of normality, you know, the things that we know and love not being taken away from us. So, But for three hours or four hours or five hours, however long these games take these days in the IPL, you can sit down in front of a television set, can't you, and actually feel normal for a little bit. Yeah, you can immerse yourself in it and just, yeah, enjoy it. I mean, it's devastating, you know, what is going on at the moment. And, you know, you do feel for the players and everybody involved. Um, I think somebody in the group chat was saying the other day, talking about like the ground staff and people like that who are not living in these, you know, in, in the same situation. They're kind of living with it day in and out. So there's so many people that are involved, have put a lot of effort in to get it going. And yeah, it's providing that. Um, entertainment and distraction but there's just so many factors playing in it I just really hope that you know it can sort of get through safely and everybody's all right again yeah our best wishes as well to Abhishek who's one of our fan badges on here who isn't very well at the moment either over there in India so uh, get well soon Abhishek um, Nako I get the impression from the, the foreign players the, the contingent over there that I mean the ones we've seen leave so far have been the non-playing members of the squad but we know how countries close their borders we know I mean in the UK India is now on the red list isn't it so that you, you know you have to basically jump through a load of hoops if you want to travel from India to England the same will be the case around the world so the overseas contingent over there will be thinking a is it safe in this country and b if i actually leave it too much longer will i actually get home because there, you know earlier on um last year there were a lot of uk nationals stranded in countries around the world and couldn't get back to the uk i think repatriation to to where you live is not so much of an issue certainly for uk citizens i think australia are struggling for reasons of hotel quarantine capacity and uh, quarantine issues on return i think were quite worse cited in why Andrew Tai left because he's worried again that he might get stranded. It's not so much because the bubble is working. The IPL bubbles are working. I think we've had maybe four maybe it might even be only five players have tested positive throughout this whole thing and one member of the coaching staff and some of the ground staff and they've all been successfully isolated and recovered most of them were asymptomatic and I think most of those were actually on their way into the bubble weren't they rather than actually existing members of bubbles yeah um, I think there were in some cases there was a there was yes there doesn't seem to have been there doesn't seem to have been a bubble breach in, in that sense it's not so much the the worry of getting COVID of course that is a concern and certainly if you have a family back home and you don't live in India them being worried about you getting COVID is also a factor of uh, of course that we we don't know how big a factor that plays in anyone's uh, in anybody's thinking but it, it's it, it's as it's as you say and as and Zanda was talking about it's about what kind of home you're going back to and are you going to have to quarantine for two weeks on your own and uh, and add that extra stress of anxiety to your to your family. And I think that's the case with Liam Livingston. I think that's the case with Andrew Ty. And as you say, they aren't non-playing members. I mean, it will be. It must be very surreal being being within the bubbles right now, knowing what's happening. If you're in any way switched on, we've seen the commentators today during these during these games. They've all recorded sort of stay at home and stay safe and stay masked messages. We've seen various players. I was listening to Glenn Maxwell give an interview saying that he's being called to do sort of PSAs on the official RCB app and on the website and on the social media and so forth. And there's all of this going on. And even if you're even minimally engaged, you know that it's that you're living in a bubble in a country that is really struggling. And it's mm. it's kind of a nightmare scenario in terms of the infrastructure being being overwhelmed. And for whatever the... I read the, the New Indian Express, for example, are not covering the IPL now. They've made the decision to not cover the IPL because uh, of the COVID situation and they don't think it's in good taste. But what they've said is they said, we think sport and politics should be mixed. That's clearly not true. 
if that were the case, people would be blasé and it would only it would only be an issue if people were starting to get COVID in the bubbles. That isn't what's happening here. So it's probably the safest place in India to be, actually, isn't it? In a, in a IPL bubble at the moment. Well, quite right. You're being tested all the time. You're moving around in chartered planes, chartered buses. Glenn Maxwell was saying in the same interview, RCB in Mumbai had three floors of the hotel to themselves, including their own outdoor pool area and gym that's completely private to them. I, I mean, that obviously adds to the, surre- the surreality of it because, you know, quite literally gilded bubble that you're, that you're living in. So it is a strange and stressful time. The, the mental health aspects as well cannot be, cannot be overstated on you and your family. I don't think that players getting COVID per se in the bubble is that big a factor in what's happening. And the, the comment about two other Australians potentially asking to go home or having us to go home from the way the ESPN Crick Info article reads. Um, I've been looking at the squad, so I think the Delhi Capitals, RCB and um, the Punjab Kings are the three franchises with two plus Australians in their in their ranks. There may be others, I couldn't think of any. If, if they come to the head honcho of their franchise and say, it's time to go can, can I go home, please? You, you can't stop them, can you? You, you know, in, in the situation that India is in and the IPL is in, you've got to basically let the players go. Absolutely. And I think that would be the right thing to do. We've made a lot of strides in understanding what mental illness is or what anxiety does to people. If somebody is anxious about the whole situation and would like to go home, I think it needs to be reviewed and it needs to be approved. You don't want this tournament, as you have seen, has grown from strength to strength. We have seen that cricket now has a better understanding of how to deal with some things too. So I would think that this would be a no-brainer. If somebody's anxious about it, give them all the support that you can do, get them home, and then you know take it forward. Because this tournament, this is not the last edition of this tournament. We're going to keep playing this. So we want to make sure we, the right thing is done. And Claire, what uh, Knuckles said earlier, you know, it, it isn't just the players. It's not just those franchises. It's, it's granny at home, isn't it? It's the, the mums and dads watching the news. And you know, I was watching the news today of... Uh, some really upsetting scenes in in Indian hospitals. If you if you've got your son or or whatever is out there playing in the IPL at the moment, you're going to be concerned, aren't you? You are, and I mean, I and I I've stopped watching the news altogether because I just can't cope. And I'm a bit you know burying my head in the sand a little bit. I mean, I've got awareness, but I just don't watch it. But I suppose if you've got um, family out there, you're going to be watching it keenly. And yeah, it's just you know it's distressing and like granny at home. But if you've got a, you know wife and kids and all that sort of thing, it's yeah, it must be really traumatic. So like you say, it affects everybody on both sides of it. And I guess, you know, as cricketers, they're going to be wanting to balance all that against, look, this is what I'm here to do. This is my big chance on the big stage. This is kind of what people about, uh, you know, the players have dreamed of. So there's there's a lot of factors going on. And I guess it's got to be a lot about individuals, their individual circumstances and, and what they're willing to kind of put up with or how much they can take. Let's move on to uh, tomorrow's game. Then the Punjab Kings, Claire's team taking on KKR, bottom of the table KKR at the moment under Owen Morgan. And very quickly, because we're running out of time on today's podcast, Knuckle, who do you see winning this one and why? The two teams with the biggest variance between their top and bottom, really. There was that run last week where Punjab got 109, 198, 120 on the same ground, three consecutive games. And KKR started the tournament really well and then have 
the the batting that seemed to have looked more solid has just collapsed in on itself to some extent. Really, there's been very little. I mean, it was only the extraordinary exploits of Andre Russell and Pat Cummins that got KKR even close on Thursday, on Wednesday rather, um, Wednesday night against against CSK. And it's a really difficult one to call. I mean, they're in they're in and the bar, which should be a a quicker wicket. Punjab seemed to have junked their auction strategy after picking two Australian fast bowlers and now not playing either of them. And and KKR are starting to chop and change as well. So I would probably just give KKR the edge, but it's so close to call between two um, absolutely unpredictable teams. Yes, and very unpredictable IPL so far, I think. Claire, you gave your motivational speech the other day, didn't you? And your boys, they responded. Do you fancy giving them another burst to get them going before that KKR game? Yeah, yeah, I do. I just thought interesting that, you know, Riley Meredith and Jai Richardson, the two who didn't play in the last, uh, last match, are two Aussies who are they in this contemplating going home? I don't know. I, should... I, I just wondered, the last match they played was on a slower track and I, I just wondered whether they adapted their team accordingly. Armand Abad might be a bit quicker and we may see at least one of them back into the side. It'll be interesting to see actually, won't it? Obviously with what we've just talked about. Yeah, yeah. I, so I just thought that was, yeah, that was a really interesting point. Uh, you, I I gave you the team talk, boys. You listened, you took it on board, you went out there and you did the business. So come on, let's do it again. There you go. That's all That's all you need to have, Anil Cumbly. Just get that on a little bit of a, a loop and play that in the dressing room and uh, everything else will just look after itself. So you're gonna, obviously going to go for the Punjab Kings, Claire. It would be wrong of you not to. Um, Anand, how are you seeing this one? Do you agree with Knuckles gone KKR, Claire's gone Punjab Kings, even the deciding vote today? So this one's going to be really unpredictable, right? Like Knuckle mentioned, I think it's going to be hard to figure out, you know, which one of these teams are going to get their act together. I think Punjab Kings got Bishnoi in into the squad, which I thought was a good idea. And also they have Milan sitting out there. Is there a place for Milan? If KL and Mayank decide to go hammer tongs at the start, is there a chance to get them in? KKR, on the other hand, I think has a more balanced squad. The problem with KKR, I believe, is that they're just not executing. Morgan, Gill haven't really done much. Pat Cummins with the ball hasn't done much. Of course, he's talked a few. I just tend to think that KKR is a much more balanced side. And if Morgan's, the Gills, the Cummins of the world start playing well, then I think KKR has a, a should be able to win this game. So a slight edge to KKR, but this is a team, this is a matchup of two unpredictable teams. This should be exciting. So they will. And uh, well, if Punjab Kings win tomorrow, they'll go into the uh, playoff positions above Mumbai Indians. KKR win, they will call, haul themselves off the bottom of the table. So it's a big match in their respective capacities going into this first game in Ahmedabad. So looking forward to that one. My thanks as always to Anand Clare and Nakul for joining me on today's podcast. We'll be back after the game tomorrow to talk about everything that's happened and everything that's happening in IPL 2021. Stay safe out there in India, everybody, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Brought to you in association with Who Knows Wins, put your money where your mates are and play along with the Cricket Badger. Thanks for listening. We'll be back every day throughout IPL 14. Have your say on Twitter on at cricket underscore badger. We'll see you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.